What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 383 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, first, I have to say it's going to be a little different tonight. First off, obviously, it's a special start time at 7:30, which honestly, I don't mind. But also, we got two badass hosts tonight, and I'm just going to ring them right on in here. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got straight from the loo the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling. The one, the only, big sexy, Chris Rodell. Jeremy, Maestro, how's it going tonight? I mean, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see you Saturday. I know that, but anytime I get a chance to talk to you, it's it's a it's a good it's gonna be a good night. Special start time. I think we're gonna kill it tonight. I think so too. And having this next guy on is always a pleasure, even though uh he kind of rubs some of his sports teams in our faces a few times, but it's okay. We got his butt when it comes to baseball, so Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Sonny Money Mayo. Let's go! <laughs> he's, he's, tro- he's trolling us tonight, Maestro. He's wearing an Isaac Brewster. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't, hey, I can't. one of the greatest St. Louis Rams ever. Yo, Rodeo, Jeremy, how are you, fellas? Happy Tuesday. Happy uh, Tuesday hey, to you. Money, money, Isaac Bruce, Hall of Fame or not? Absolutely. And anybody who says anything different... I'll give them a freaking Masato Tanaka elbow across the head because they don't know sports. Yes, so, so I, I think you'll find this interesting. Jeremy has another podcast that he's going to – I believe you're recording it tomorrow, right? Tomorrow yes. night? Yes. Tomorrow night, 730. Round, roundabout sports. He's got yep. St. Louis Rams legend, defensive end, Tyoka Jackson, community activist, is going to be on there. I know – and I, like I told Jeremy before, I've heard T- Tyoka on several interviews on different radio shows in the St. Louis area. Always, always a great conversation. No, yeah. absolutely. Hey, tell Vince McMahon to quit call on the show. I know. He's been, calling, he's been trying to get on the show. He wants to discuss WrestleMania. He's talking <laughs> about maybe Austin Owens. And he's talking about Goldberg getting choked out. I don't want to talk to you right now, Vince McMahon. Call back later. My phone, my phone's on the other end of the room, the other side of the room, and I didn't want to get up and get it. So, we're, we're, well, we're, first we're, off, let's uh, welcome, give a good evening to our dear friend Herb Simmons, one of my favorite guys to know. Good, good uh, in guy. the ring and outside of the ring, just an all-around good guy. I mean, he's like an encyclopedia, a history museum when it comes to professional wrestling. So. Hall of every Hall of Famer, he uh, should be in the Hall of every Hall of Fame. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking speaking of a Hall of Fame, we've got the uh, dire- creative director of the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Me and Sonny talked to a Hall of Famer a couple weeks ago, Jason Strife. Jason Strife was in the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. We're going to talk to Donnie Dodge just uh, in our second hour tonight. We only have one guest tonight, so it's a little like like Jeremy said, it's a little different. New start, different start time for this week because we had some scheduling issues and stuff like that. But you know what? We roll with the punches. And there's so much wrestling news to talk about right now. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We're on the road to AEW Revolution. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So uh, let's uh, I mean let let's 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 do this. And uh, Carp, are you ready for this? I am as ready as can be. I'm hyped. So unfortunately. As we always, as it seems like we do a lot more than we we feel like we should, we have to pay homage to a couple of uh, uh, wrestling wrestling people that passed away this past week, uh, tragically and surprisingly, and at a very soberly young age in accidents. So I'm gonna let Sonny take over for the because Sonny knows a little bit more about uh, especially the one. So Sonny, 
Sonny, I'll let you I'll let you go ahead and take care of this. Yeah, I wasn't too familiar with the other gentleman, but I did have the pleasure of working with uh Howard Alden. Um, and as XWE fans and fans of Western Kansas would know him as Bubba Sutton. Uh, Bubba Sutton, Howard Alden, in fact, unfortunately passed away in a tragic car accident uh, along with his 14-year-old son, and it is nothing short of a tragedy. Um, besides what he did in the ring, which was phenomenal, he was a good man on the outside of the ring. He was a great father to all of his kids. He was a great husband. And when it comes to wrestling, the community, especially in XWE, is saddened, is shocked, is speechless. Um, I, there's been nothing but tributes pouring in. Um, and, you know, that always happens when untimely deaths come around. But I've got to work with the guy. I've got to personally sit and talk. And it wasn't very long, but I'm a good judge of character. I know Howard Alden was a good man. I know Bubba Sutton was good for the wrestling community. So um, many prayers to Howard Alden's family, many prayers to Bubba Sutton's colleagues, and I'll see you in that wrestling ring on the other side, my friend. And, and XWE this week, they're uh... – they have a show. They have a show, and they're doing a special fifty-fifty raffle just for uh, to help cover the cost of the tragic uh, um, loss of, of of this great great man. So, I think right now we should probably uh, let's. Uh, how about we uh, have a moment of silence for the uh, for Bubba, Bubba Sutton and uh, Rodeo Ran, Ron Landles right now. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I think, I mean, it's just, you, you think about these indie wrestlers, they, uh, with the driving that they do, it, it, it's amazing. It, it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of amazing that you don't hear more about this. So, yeah. And I mean, I think kind of more in local communities where these guys are at through the United States, it happens. And listen, I'm in the transportation industry. I see it every single day. So that's why it's so important you know, it, it, it ticks me off. I know this isn't the shoot and shout segment, so I won't get into it. But, you know, honestly, when people drive with cell phones in their hands and I'm just as guilty, if I'm in my personal car, you know, I'm at a point now that I put my cell phone away in the console because if it's out, I'm going to touch it. And so many people are addicted to cell phones, not saying that's what happened. But what I am saying is, is that is a lot of the cause of these accidents. So people put your phones down. I know you get comfortable in those cars, but man, it takes a split second for the whole life to change, not just yours, but somebody else's. So, and, and he lost his 14-year-old son at the same time. I think that's, just, that's, tragic, just... man. that's why I said it's a tragedy. So, But you know what? I think more than anything, I, again, I've worked with Bubba Sutton. I think if more than anything, he would want us to bring the noise, bring the energy more than ever tonight. So let's do this, Rodell. Let's do this, Maestro. Hey, before we get started, Maestro, do me a favor. Let's get those sponsors across the screen because we wouldn't be able to get together every Tuesday night. We wouldn't be able to have Wrestle Talk podcast without all these fans that are on Facebook, that are on YouTube, that are on Twitter, but especially without these wonderful sponsors we got. So let's hit these sponsors, man. We got E Sports Bar KC, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royals Mills, Transportation, Painters Dream Productions, Rathburn Engraving. Me Fiesta Party KC Party Rentals, 
Noble Men's Barbershop Lounge, KCMO. Ask for Pete the Barber. I'm coming, Pete. And last but not least, the FWWC. Shout out to all my FWWC people out there. You guys keep it rolling. Uh, also, Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade. Hey, those are the great sponsors. We'll continue to shout them out as we do every single week here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Because again, I cannot say it enough. Without them, gentlemen, we wouldn't be able to get together and talk what we love, and that's pro wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that's, if, if, that's absolutely true. Right. I mean, you gotta have sponsors, or else you you don't have a show. So I mean, mm-hmm. so we got so we got to we got to take care of them. And Kid Cade's doing big things out in that uh, the Kansas area. Oh I mean, yeah, man! Shout out to DVD. Uh, shout out to everybody over there involved in Kid Cade. They just opened up their second Kid Cade shop here in the High D Arena, formerly of the Kemper Arena. So yo, two arcades going. Especially in 2022, when everybody's like, ah, "I'm going to stay home and I'm play the PlayStation and everything," you got—he's got arcades going and they're thriving, and he's a sponsor of Wrestle Talk, so it's a win-win for everybody. So I, I was actually going to ask Hyvie Arena—that's—that's the—that's the old—that's the old Kemper Arena where the uh, you said the Kemper Arena where the Jayhawks play, right? Uh, no. So Jayhawks are in Lawrence, Kansas. This is Kemper Arena, uh, home of the first WWF SmackDown TV taping. Um, home of on the unfortunate incident okay. at, uh, over the edge. Uh, but yes, we had sport teams here, concerts here, so on and so forth. They converted it um, into a sports arena. Now they made it. It was all one big level, and then they made it two levels. And there's basketball games. It's a great arena. So you're in the greater Kansas City area. Go check out High V Arena. Go check out King K. Tell them the boys from Russell Talk Podcast sent you over there. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be that that's awesome. I can't I can't wait to come out to the Kansas City area because I, if I come out there, I want to definitely I want I want Renee and you to take me definitely to Kincaid and we'll have some fun playing some arcade old school arcade games and stuff. Absolutely, like that. Man. absolutely. We'll hit that up. We'll hit Noble Men's Barbershop up when we're cruising around. Well, I don't know. I don't, you want you want to you want to mess with this hair? I yeah, mean, bro. Uh, you need to get the WTP shaved in the side of your head, bro. Uh, what, we'll do is we'll, what we'll do is we'll call Royals Mills Transportation and we'll have them take it take us around town. And while we're doing it, we'll cut a promo in the FWWC. I mean, it's a win-win hey. for everybody across the board, baby. Right. So. <laughs> so I guess, uh, I guess, like I said, we are out, we're going to do our high. We don't have any of the regular sounds, so we can't do the national anthem. We all auditioned to do the national anthem earlier, and Nida, Al, and Luke both said that no, we're not going to. We're not. Although gonna I will anything. say, it was Norway that won the Olympics. So uh, <laughs> if anything. Maybe uh there's no Norway. There's that's not country, really. No, just <laughs> but yeah, we all we all uh, we all we all tried out to sing the national anthem and we said that no one could do it better than Roseanne Barr, so so we, we, we will skip that, but we will still salute the greatest country in the in the world, the United States of America. So and we will do we don't have our high spots opening segment, but we're gonna jump right on into it. How, how about that hot or how about that money? Let's do that. <laughs> Hey, bro, I used to grow up going to ECW shows in the ECW arena. We didn't have AC. We didn't have a Titantron. You, one night only right here. You, a special start time at 730. Hey, this is as raw as it gets. So everybody here, this is as raw as it gets. And stick around for the show because we're about to get in this high spot segment. And we're really you, about to. You, you, you were able to actually at the ECW arena? I have never. I did not know that. You, you oh, actually- yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, man. Many a times. Many a times. ECW shows, CZW shows, uh, 3PW, which was around for a little bit. Yep. Uh, Swanson and Rittner in South Philly. So shout out to my grandmother still down there at 11th and McKean in South Philly. I love you, Gam. 
So that's it, baby. All right. So, guys, I'm actually going to let you two take the reins on the high spots. Um, Take care of some business behind the scenes, but. I won't right, be far. Whenever, whenever you want to come back on, we we will bring you. We will bring you into things. So, all right, Maestro. I'll so, see you all soon. Okay, cool. All right, Sonny, we are on the road to WrestleMania, the road to Revolution. We're going to start with the events this past weekend, as the road to WrestleMania took you by flight to uh, across the, or across the world to the other side of the world, Saudi Arabia for WWE Sweet Sweet Saudi. I mean, the Elimination Chamber. Um, with with a whole bunch of events setting up the WrestleMania card, we already knew that it was going to be Roman versus Brock, yeah, uh, open the and, and Charlotte versus Ronda. So, first of all, I want to talk about Madcap Moss. I mean, Madcap Moss, that the the gimmick is terrible. We're, it's not good. It, it's not good. Okay, but that spot he took where he got spiked. That could have been really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that's why we preach it enough on this show when we have great guests such as Craig Kiesman, Golden Boy Greg Anthony. Uh, those two come to mind as guys who were trainers. That hey man, you never know what can happen. This ain't ballerina. Get in that ring and train. Injuries are going to happen like that, unfortunately. And luckily, Madcap Moss isn't Handicap Moss right now because, yo, he landed straight on his head, Rodell. Like that was nuts, bro. And, like, and, and you can and you can see it immediately from both Baron Corbin and uh, and uh, the referee. The referee was down there within seconds. Apparently, the pull out, the pull spot where Corbin pulled him out was a partly part of the a part of the right. stuff, but. Right. It got extended a little bit because court they wanted to make sure that Madcap Moss was actually okay. So, yeah, I mean, and I guess we, I guess we have to talk about the Bobby Lashley spot, bro. That's to me, to me right now, Chris. That's some of the biggest news in WWE. I it's, think it's it's heartbreaking because Bobby Lashley has been doing some of the best work that he's a uh, uh, he he's done in the WWE. I mean. Yeah. He's kind of a charisma magnet where there's a charisma vacuum, I should say. Yep. However, but he's been doing some of his best work and you kind of looked at it and, and he must, he did a, probably a good job of selling the, selling the, in, the uh, concussion because yeah. I, would never thought, I would never thought that he had a shoulder injury. So well, it, dude, I did like, yo, I was at Night Owl's Mansion. We were watching that. If you go back on that Royal Rumble match between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, like, bro, that first German suplex, you can tell Lashley did not land right. And the rest of the suplexes that he was getting from Brock Lesnar, he wasn't going straight on his back. He was kind of going on his side. He was favoring that shoulder, man. So uh and, and that's what the reports were saying is like he was he was taking he was taking the, the shots at, at a different angle. And I think they were trying to get him to WrestleMania just so they could, you know, yeah. tie up things, but as you can tell, sometimes you just can't. You, you you can't. And apparently, the rumor is he was at he he saw Doctor James Edwards in Birmingham, and you know he's he's gonna be out for out for four months. So yeah, yeah, and that's and that's really a shame, man. Because like you were just saying, bro, he you know he was bringing that personality, he was bringing that flair, he's bringing that spunk. Uh, Lashley's been around for a while. Obviously, had his first run with WWE. Left there, did some stuff with TNA. Won the World Heavyweight Championship there. Came back to WWE, and you know what? Since he's came back, and this whole angle that he's had 
uh, with MVP and, and everything he's done. He's been in the main event scene, and it's been deservingly so because right. when the spotlight is on him and the mic is in his hand, he's been money. You know what I mean? So I know this not as not only sucks for fans like us who are enjoying him, but this sucks for WWE because I know it threw a wrench in their plans, especially at the pay-per-view right before WrestleMania. You know what I right. mean? We're going into WrestleMania. This is it, baby. We're white hot. We're almost there. And now one of your main players who's been in the main event your past year and some change. Now he's hurt. Now he's on the jump, man. And, and, and the the rumor was that they were going to put him in a program with Seth Rollins, which is why which is why they originally threw Theory into Bobby Lashley. So, right, right. To, to cause to cause the the concussion and uh and and cause him to cause him the title. I think it's hilarious that Brock Lesnar uh, went went off the beaten path <laughs> yeah. and legit broke out of the legit broke out of the elimination chamber cage. I yep. mean, that, yeah, that's, those things you weren't aware, man, that they were saying that Brock just broke out of there on his own. Like it wasn't his time to come out. He just got tired of sitting in the, in the pod and broke out of the pod and came in there and wrecked havoc, man. I'm not surprised. Are you rolled out? No, no, because Brock exactly. Lesnar is a beast. And I, honestly, I think I'm enjoying this Brock Lesnar better than I did. Enjoyed the, first time he came back with Paul yep. Heyman yep. because he's showing more personality. He's showing him. Apparently he's showing his really true self. So it's just, I mean, he, yeah, we, we, we recently had Mike, uh, Matt light on as a guest here on wrestle talk podcast. And uh, it was around that time. I believe it was the day before that Brock Lesnar was on the Pat McAfee show and did that 45 minute interview or so. And that was the first time that I believe that Brock Lesnar has been in that type of interview setting where he just laid it all out and left it all on the line. And that was the first time that you really got to, to catch a glimpse of the true Brock Lesnar. Was that where he talked about where he, he has anxiety when he's exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know, and, and it's a mental, it's a mental illness. I don't care what anyone says. And, and it's something that everybody in this country suffers from one way or another. I suffer from it. Uh, my wife dies, family members, so on and so forth. So do I. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And so, but for him to, you know, not be Mr. Macho and keep it in gimmick or anything, he kind of laid it out on the line. And that's what you do on the Pat McAfee show anyway. You, there ain't no gimmicks there. You're on there, you're, you're saying your F-bombs, and you're keeping it real with him. And so for Brock Lesnar to take that interview, want to come out and be real. So on top of that interview, and then plus what he's doing on on WWE programming right now, this is my favorite incarnation of Brock Lesnar, man. And, and I and love it. And he's wearing the goofiest of outfits. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, he, the sweater he wore last night was legit, bro. He, I love it. I, I seen that outfit years ago when I DJed at Wild Country in Collinsville. I mean, this is what people wore there: the hat, the the stupid Western yep. jacket. I it mean, was spectacular. It's great, and I and I actually like I like it when the rest I like it when wrestlers show a little bit of their own personality because apparently that's what he is. He's he's just a country boy, and and his hair is apparently I read somewhere where his hair his hairstyle was a bet from his son or his daughter. Yeah, that he's like I bet you won't I bet you won't wear it this way. (laughs) Bet bet I will. And, And he's just he's just having fun, and he's gonna defend against. Apparently, Bobby Lashley at Madison Square Garden. He's going to go and he's going to go to because I saw one of the fantasy booking things is like have Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, main event, main night one, and then you could drop the title to Brock and then 
drop the title to Bobby, and then you you only have the one title to worry about. But apparently, that's not what they're they're going to go with the title for title thing. So it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, and you know, and 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 I've never been a fan of that with WWE. It's the, they're combining titles and they separate titles. So now the way it looks, and obviously, I know Vince McMahon was calling your phone a little while ago, Big Sexy. He was trying to be trying to run it by you, and you didn't answer. I think he wants to come. I think he wants me to come in for WrestleMania. I think yeah, he's. I, I think you should be, man. Right in the writing room with Bruce Pritchard and everybody, man, helping them out, getting those ratings up, smack AEW in the mouth, knock them down a little bit. But no, in all seriousness, you know. I've just never been a fan of that. Money Mayo's never been a fan of that, that we're, we're, we've got two titles and now we're combining them. Okay. And now in six months later, we're going to do two titles again. It's like, you know, I get it. It's just like the title changes. We got to keep it fresh and keep it moving. And they did. And they really just did that a couple of years ago with Becky Lynch when she, when it was Becky Lynch, Charlotte and, and Rhonda for the, for the title. So, I mean, I am happy. I am happy for Bianca Belair. She gets another main event match at, at WrestleMania, and she's she's got some of the most biggest charisma that you could ever ever have. And uh, I saw a report the I saw a report today that that they were raving about the do drop Bianca match at Raw. Yeah, so absolutely, man. Bianca Belair, man. She, I, I, I I'll be completely one hundred percent honest here. I've never been a fan of women's wrestling until probably about the past six months. I've always been skeptical of it because I came up in the 80s and 90s. Women, women's wrestling wasn't prominent like it is now. It was always managers and valets on the side of the ring. So when women's wrestling started having that revolution, I was skeptical at first. But Bianca Belair's been one of the main reasons that is jumping me to that other side and starting to enjoy it. Like you said, Rodell, man, she's got charisma coming out of that long hair. <laughs> she's killing it. Every time she steps in the ring, she's money, man. So if Money Mayo approves, then she's number one in my and, and, and then watching her actually when she wins, you can just sell the emotion in her. Yep. I mean, you look back to WrestleMania last year, you see the you see Sasha and, and Bianca on night one and their their faces before they faced off. And then after Bianca won. And then after Bianca won the Royal Rumble this year, she was she was legitimately happy. Um, and last year, I'm sorry, not this year, but uh, uh, but when she won the Elimination Chamber, she was she was happy. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it really it really truly is to see someone that actually can wear their heart on their sleeve and actually win over fans. So I mean, it's 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 it, 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 it's so it's so good to see, even though we did. Sounds like we got kind of a screwed out of a fatal four way between the four horsewomen of uh, NXT with uh, Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha as one of the main events because Ronda Rousey became available. So, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Ronda Rousey. I'm going to flip this table and interrupt this broadcast right now. I'm still hot about that, Rodell. Get Ronda Rousey, man. When she comes on WrestleMania, I'm going to go hit the concession stand. I'm going to go hit the restroom. I'm going to go play some Madden. I'm not watching Ronda Rousey. That's my word. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it, it, it just I, – I can tell you're not a fan of Ronda Rousey. She, and, and she's taking on Charlotte uh, at WrestleMania in one of the main events of the show. Uh, it's just – it's – I don't know what to say. I don't – I mean – let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Chris. Is as a pro wrestling fan, is there any excitement at all for you to see Ronda wrestle Ronda Rousey in a wrestling match again? 
I, I, I don't mind it, but I don't know if Charlotte's the right opponent. I think she has more of a more of a back feud with Becky Lynch right. than, she, than she has with uh than she has with with Charlotte. However, I do understand they've got a good storyline going with Becky and Bianca for right. back to SummerSlam. So sometimes the WWE can be consistent. I just don't like the whole I don't know. It's just kind of I kind of would rather see Naomi take on Charlotte and at WrestleMania. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And real quick, shout out to everybody out there in the comment section. Shout out to my boy, Ref Pinky. Uh, he jumps in with a comment saying, Ronda is a beast. I'm happy she's in WWE. Hey, and you know what? And some people are happy that Ronda's in WWE because honestly, what is she going to do with this stage in her career? You think she's going to step back in an MMA ring? You know she steps back in the UFC ring. She's going to get get got. At least that's my that's that's my opinion on it. I think she's past her prime in the UFC. Um, I here's my thing with Ronda Rousey. I think she is good for WWE, but just like when legends come back, you put them in a prominent spot on the WrestleMania card, and then the Monday after Raw, they're back at home. And all the other guys and gals who've been on the road 300 days a year are back on the ground. And that's what's wrong with WWE. Again, I always try to say here on Russell Talk Podcast, we could have a two-hour show bashing WWE, what they do wrong. They do do a lot of things right. But when it comes to Ronda Rousey, I'm saying they they effed up. They effed up. They should have brought her back before Rumble. I get it. They wanted the surprise. They wanted the pop. That's fine. But not have her win the Rumble and not have her be in the main event, I just, I don't know. No, I'm, and, I still and, and st- st- sticking with the women, let's talk about something that they did right at the Elimination Chamber. Leah and Becky Lynch. I mean, yes. yes. I mean, yeah. I grew up in the age that Lita was, that's when Lita was, you know, the top and the women were just, they were kind of just pushed to the side. It was like Lita yeah. and Lita, Trish, and all the divas. And they didn't get to show what they were really meant to do. And I don't know, Lita at her age, the way she—I mean, does she have does she have one more like little run in her? I mean, (laughs) and that's if she wants to do it. If she wants to do it, then WWE would not be smart for her not to do it. Like, yo, let's get another little program with her between now between Mania and SummerSlam. Give me one more one more program with Lita. To show all these young fans what she was about in the early 2000s. Because as I was just speaking on the women's wrestling and the revolution, honestly, uh, Trish and Lita, main event in Raw, like that was the seeds through this revolution. Right. Yeah, it took a couple of years after that happened. But for Trish and Lita to main event of Raw, that was it. So. Um, you know what you 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 bring that up. If there was no Trish and no Lita, there would be no probably Alexa Bliss and and Bailey and Becky and all these all these women wrestlers that are out there right now that are that are tearing it up. So I mean, I, I just that's 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 my opinion of everything. But Lita looked good. Um, if this was her send off, then I'm I mean I'm okay with it. I'm sure she's okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I'd really like to know what Becky said to her after the match, whenever, you know, they had the hair in front of her face that she, you know, you know, she said something special to her, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was nothing but respect and you can't not respect Lita for what she's done in this business. Starting off 
in ECW and down in Mexico as a valet and cutting her teeth and doing the indie scene and doing it the right way. She just didn't go to a WWE development center and then was automatically on TV. Like she cut her teeth. You know what I mean? So I've always, 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 always been a massive fan of Lita. I will always be a massive fan of Lita. And like you said, Rodolph, that was her send off. I'm good with that. I hope they do something for her at WrestleMania. I won't be disappointed if they don't, but I hope they do, man. Or, or, or maybe, or maybe even you give her a couple months off, and then maybe build something up to SummerSlam because you know they, they try to make SummerSlam a big event too. So, uh, and last thing from the Elimination Chamber, Austin Theory. Can we talk about Austin Theory? <laughs> I know there are some. I know there are some allegations in the during the speaking out movement from Austin Theory. He was kind of taken off TV, but you know the WWE likes him. They put him with Vince McMahon. They yeah. put him. I mean. He was the last man in the chamber with Brock Lesnar. So, you know, they, they think highly of him. Yeah. I mean, that F5 off of the top of the K, I thought it was actually going into the ring. I'm kind of glad it went to the outside of the ring to the, mm-hmm. to, to, because I think you could take a better bump that way. Hold on, Rodell. Hold on, Rodell. What do you mean? He, he could take a better bump which way to the, to, to the, to, to the outside, then into the ring because you got that little bit of a space between. You got that space between the okay. corner, and you don't want to hit the. You don't want to accidentally hit the corner. So I, 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 I'm just. I just stopped you on that, Rodell, because I seen so many people um, on social media saying, "Oh, I can't believe he landed on his feet." Like those are the people. I dare you to go up that high with that mammoth of Brock Lesnar put you on his shoulders and giving you an F five. 20 feet down to the freaking steel. I dare you not to land on your feet. After because... after getting his head slammed into the plexiglass up, yeah, up on the top of I, I'm like, I'm getting down no matter how how this, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I just, but I think Austin Theory is going to be a star. It might be a little while, but he's a good foil. He's a good foil for someone. Um, So I, I really like Austin Theory. I don't know what they're going to really decide to do. I think it um, you know, like you said, putting him with McMahon kind of shows their intentions. Um, but the question is, is do you think he will ever get a, a championship uh, run? Maybe not necessarily winning the title, but will he get a program maybe with a with a Lesnar that's permanent on TV or Roman Reigns? Do you think that'll happen in 2022, Rodell? Yeah, it could. It could. I mean, maybe not. Maybe – I could see him definitely being a United States or an intercontinental champion, you know, definitely by the end, by the end of the year, um, he might get a shot at one of the champions, depending on how everything falls. Don't think Austin really fits with the Roman, with Roman Reigns. I also don't think he fits with Brock Lesnar. However, it could be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Definitely entertaining, bro. Definitely entertaining. That's what I think. And that's another thing. Brock, afterwards, uh, got that got that low blow shot from Austin Theory, and he's like he's like shaking out his leg, you know, you know, make sure you eat. we've all done that shake out the leg thing, you know. <laughs> so, so, you get that, I, I get that Charlie horse when I roll over in my bed in the middle of the night. I gotta shake the leg like that, bro. <laughs> it happens to the best of us out there, bro. It happens to the best of us. So let's talk about we, we, like we said, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We've talked about Brock and Roman. We've talked about Becky and Becky and Rousey, Bianca uh, or Charlotte and Rousey, Bianca and. Be- Let's talk about Logan Paul. Ah, ah. 
Listen, man. Oh, man. Please, I'm not trying to be that way. I promised you. Russell Talk Podcast, everybody in the comment section, I am not trying to be Mr. Negative person on this show tonight. I'm not trying to be <laughs> negative money mayo, all right? I'm trying to be positive, all right? But I think I kind of feel the same way. It might be 50-50. I'm not excited to see Logan Paul WrestleMania. Yes, I get it. It's a celebrity. And yes, it does make sense. I'll give it to him. It does make sense to team him with The Miz, put him in a tag team match. But, bro, Hey, good job by the Miz, though, for sprinkling the seeds that it might have been um, a certain uh, second-generation superstar from another company. It might have been Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Maestro. What's up, Maestro? So, What's yeah, up? Man, I, look, on the Logan Paul thing, I, I'm going to put it in the same category as Ronda Rousey. Like, I get it, but uh, I don't know, man. It, and, and, and could the Miz – could one of you answer this. Could the Miz for, foreshadow – Cody Rhodes more and it not be Cody Rhodes because he was like, he's dashing. He's from a family of fighters. He's, yeah. you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're dropping them seats. And then WWE, I believe on Twitter, um, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. A little smoke and mirrors for anybody out there, not on Twitter, not following WWE. They dropped a little hint of smoke and mirrors on their official Twitter account. So I, I believe we might, if we haven't retweeted it on the Russell Talk podcast on Twitter, we definitely will. Everybody out there, please make sure you're following us on Facebook. Hit the like button. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on MySpace. No, I'm just kidding. We ain't on MySpace, but we should be. Wait, we're not on MySpace? That's <laughs> still, that stuff's so legit, man. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> so, so, Maestro, what, what's your what's your feeling on the WrestleMania card so far? We've got Brock and Roman. Uh Charlotte and Rousey, Bianca and and Becky and the Miz and Paul Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. What's your excitement level so far? Eh, eh. Like this is the thing. Card wise, it's actually a really good card. I think I'm really excited about the winner take all. Um, granted, it, he, he's probably Lesnar's probably going to retain at MSG on Saturday. Um, but. So basically, we're gonna say winner take all WrestleMania. As much as Logan Paul annoys the ever living hell out of me, I do think that's an interesting tag team match. He's know? not near. He's not nearly as annoying as Jake Paul. So Jake Paul's on a whole new level of annoyance. They're, they're, they're both annoying. What are you two? T- See, look, I try to come on the show and wear a Rams jersey out of respect for y'all. Now y'all are telling me that one's. Not as annoying as the other. They're both annoying. They're both annoying. <laughs> they are. That's saying, look, I, it. Mm, that's a, that, this is a shoot and shout part when it talks about the Paul brothers. But no, anyway, even then, it's it's a celebrity at WrestleMania. You expect it. We're also probably going to end up seeing. Unfortunately, rumors are that you're going to see Johnny Knoxville take on Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Tap Title. No thanks. <laughs> Not deal. So, Maestro, would you rather see Johnny Knoxville or if Bill you say Goldberg, it, I or knew Bill it. Goldberg take on Sami Zayn? You don't. I will remove you from this stream. Don't you <laughs> even say it. No, I would rather – you know what? I'm going to say it. I'd rather see Johnny Knoxville because at least we'd get something different. Bill Goldberg shows up. It's the same five moves, and then he goes, ah, and then he freaking does a jackhammer in one, two, three, and the crowd goes mild. Well, you will be happy that apparently at Elimination Chamber, that was Bill Goldberg's last contracted match. So, 
till he um, resigns for a five-year deal knowing WWE. Well, it's more like five-match deal, probably. Um, yeah, one match a year. It's the Saudi shows because you know they 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 the those it's crown princes pay on the time. The crown princes pay money for that stuff. So I mean, I, it, I still find it so ironic that Elimination Chamber was held in Saudi Arabia. Why is that ironic? And, Why? And, and, and Roman Reigns won with a guillotine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, Are you surprised, though? Are you surprised, fellas? No. No. Disappointed, no. but not surprised. Yeah, no, absolutely disappointed. Listen, I'll say it again. I've tried not to be a WWE hater here, but yo, bro, we're going into WrestleMania season. Hey, they're trying. They're trying with Logan Paul. They're trying with Johnny Knoxville. But, man, let's really think about this. It's going to be, and this is obviously just a rumor, but we cover the rumors here at Russell Talk Podcast. The rumor is it's going to be Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, go back on that prestige on that Intercontinental title. Think about when the Miz held the Intercontinental title. He made that title feel almost as, as important, if not more important, than the World Heavyweight Championship. Now it's a freaking storyline joke, push jackass deal. Like, bro, I, that's ridiculous. From Sam, from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man Randy Savage to D'Lo Brown and Jeff Jarrett and Val Venus and all the prestigious Intercontinental Championship holders to have this match at WrestleMania for that title. I'm fine with them having that match. But it should not be for that title, man. Okay, it should not the, be for that title. The thing of it is, this is not a reflection of Sami Zayn or Johnny Knoxville. It's a reflection on WWE's inability to make stars and to make the Intercontinental title a credible belt over the course of the past decade, practically. If it wasn't why for not, guys why like... Not, why not make it a rematch between Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura? See, I'd be fine uh, with that, too. Those two kill it every time. I mean, one of Nakamura's first matches in NXT was against Sami Zayn, and it fucking tore the house down. Yeah. Apologize for my language. I'm no, sorry. I get, I, get, I get fired up at times. Guys, I but, just got breaking news. So, um, in response to the positive response from the Crown Prince about having Elimination Chamber at uh, in Saudi Arabia... They've announced they are going to have uh, bring back bad blood and have it at the Ukraine-Russian border. Oh, no. oh, no. ouch! Okay, that's it. that. That's it. That's it. Car- carp's done for the night. Welcome to the <laughs> Talk Joke. Good night, everybody. Maestro. <laughs> but I had but, to. But, but, but no, but I see, like this. Look at this. But, Look at that but, comment right there by Drew. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura is my favorite takeover match. Of all time, and they and always might, put on great matches. And that might have been one of my first because I was not an NXT person up until a certain point, and I, that might have been one of the first matches I saw. So, yeah. and and I will admit, I never got the whole Shinsuke Nakamura thing, the whole strong style thing. Um, uh, oh, that's just that's just not nice, Drew. That, Over the edge with a tribute to Owen. Oh, oh, you know what? Um, In the comment section, I want people. To just put their names of pay-per-views with interesting twists to them. We're going to make this interactive. We're doing a special show. The Night Owl's not here. He's watching, but screw it. All right, folks. We've already had the Elimination Chamber at Saudi Arabia. We already had Bad Blood at the Russian border. We've had Over the Edge with the Tribute to Owen Hart. Keep them coming, folks. I want to hear what you got. But we're going to be sticking with high spots because I know here in about five minutes, we got the co-founder 
of the Nebraska Hall of Fame. And I'm ready for that interview, so I got to get my zen here. I don't need to be all amped up about goofy pay-per-view names. We know what they – hey, we could come up with a million zingers on them, but we want to keep this high spot rolling absolutely. Over so, so did you see the story today that AJ Styles has re-signed a WWE contract? Yes. yes. Yeah. And he got – and apparently it's in the range of $3 million a year. I don't know how many – it was a multi-year deal, and it's a big-money contract. So, I mean – it's good. I mean, he deserves every he deserves every penny that he gets. I mean, even back to his TNA days, he is one. He's been one of my favorite wrestlers in the entire world. I mean, one of the, one of the best of the 21st century. AJ, yep. I put him in this tier with him, um, Brian Danielson, um, CM Punk. Yep. Um, you know, Triple H. I'm like, I mean, there's, there's this upper tier of guys. Even and honestly, Samoa Joe. Put Samoa Joe up there, in my yeah. opinion. It's yeah, unfortunate how his career's basically ended because of you know concussions and whatnot. But they've been such a defining class of the 21st century. He, AJ Styles could legitimately be one of the people that go into the WWE, the Ring of Honor, and the TNA, the Impact Hall of Fame. You know, he could he yep. could be in all three of those. And absolutely. And, and I'll say this right now. If it wasn't for AJ Styles, I don't think TNA would have stayed afloat as long as they did. Plain and simple. AJ Styles was TNA. There was them low periods where TNA was running in Kansas City, running in Memorial Hall, which only holds maybe 3,000 people and wasn't even close to selling it out. But to have them small shows and then to get the TV deal and spike and everything, that's a lot of that was on AJ Styles' back. So he held that company up and running for a very long time by putting on them five-star quality matches. And from all accounts, I've never met the man personally, but it sounds like he's a quality human being on top of that. So uh, much praise and success to AJ Styles. It's well-deserved. Now, let me ask you fellas this. However many years it is, I believe it's reported three years. Do you still see AJ Styles in the wrestling ring in three years, or do you think he could transition to being a trainer with NXT? I, I was gonna say I, I can see both. I think after this, I think this is his last contract as a wrestling as an active wrestler, mm-hmm. or as at least as a full time active. Right, wrestler. he'll go. He'll, he'll go to the after the next one. He might go to the Legends contract. Where, he might you go to Legends, occasional part time thing, like, yep. and which is fine. What I always want, and I want this for athletes in in general, not just professional wrestling athletes, but I want this for like football players, baseball players. I want them to be able to go out on their terms. It's always unfortunate to me when injuries um, build up and derail their career or just one freak injury, like in the case of Darren Drozdov, ends it early. Um, Yeah. So, you know, here's praying that this contract, you know, does all of his fulfillments, stays healthy, and then retires and does what he wants. Because let me tell you something, this guy has been a workhorse for over 20 years. Yep, absolutely. Like, and well even still in his early 40s is still putting on quality matches, man. So, again, much success to AJ Styles there. But And and, and he's going down to NXT to, to help put oh, – he, he he helped build Grayson Waller, you know. Yep. Yep. And, and that's that's one of the, that's one of the things we can talk about later. But uh, I guess we got – I guess I don't, I don't know how much you guys talked about it last week, Sonny, but uh, Co- the Cody whole thing, the, the – the thing with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. More information has come out about it. Apparently he wanted 
he wanted a good amount of he wanted a good amount of money. So, yeah. but I guess they they decided that they didn't want to, that he want that creative differences. Yeah. And, and and Dave Meltzer was reporting that, and again, yeah, we will report on wrestling rumors on this show. We are a wrestling podcast, so we're going to report on everything, factual, non-factual, rumors, so on and so forth. But Dave Meltzer was reporting that over months ago, that there was some grumblings within that founding members of AEW faction there. So uh, when Cody Rhodes uh, came out with um, uh, his letter saying he's leaving AEW and everybody came with their letter, I wasn't as shocked as maybe some people were. I was shocked, but maybe not as shocked because I had that in the back of my mind. Um, do I think Cody Rhodes is uh, every week main event status that maybe he thinks he is? Me personally as a fan? No, I do not. I, I did enjoy him on TV. I didn't enjoy him in WWE. I enjoyed him in AEW. I enjoyed him in Ring of Honor, but I don't think uh, – I don't think – he is what he thinks he is. And I think in his mind, he thinks he's Triple H. He thinks he's main event spot. Hey, he could put on a good wrestling match. He could cut a good promo. But I think with Cody Rhodes, he's just kind of missing that it factor. But but don't you think don't you think that Vince is like salivating at the fact that he's going to pull one of the original AEW EVPs into his into his company? Because apparently the rumors that have gone out, Wade, Wade Keller reported today that uh, Cody wanted almost like $3 million a year, uh, and they weren't willing to give him that, even though they've given Danielson and Punk the, the, same, the same deal. Yeah. Um, but but, they're, but t- him and Tony Khan's creative vision apparently has strayed from each other. So, yeah. um, and, I and I bet you Cody's creative vision was, hey, let me beat uh, Adam Page for the title or let me be champion. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, that could be it, man. Uh, but, but, look, Vince has, but, but Vince has big plans for apparently Cody Rhodes. I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see if he even shows up to the Big E. Um, I'm still skeptical. I just can't believe that he would go back. Now, I've watched n- numerous wrestlers in the past trash WWE and then go back and make money and be good at what they're doing. Um, I just don't see it with Cody Rhodes though. I, for some odd reason. And I, and I could be wrong. And I kind of hope I'm wrong because if he does go back, it'd be really interesting. It's the tattoo. Um, the tattoo bugs me. That, that, that tattoo. Oh, yeah. uh, that tattoo has bugged me since the beginning. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I've never was a fan of the tattoo, but um, you know, but you mentioned that all these guys in AEW are getting this money. Well, yeah, because they deserve it. Look, I'm going to put it to you this way. If AEW came to your town and the only name that they announced for that show was the American Knight of Cody Rhodes, how many tickets do you think they would sell? Just based on that name alone. Do you think they would sell as many if the only name on the marquee was Brian Danielson or John Moxley or CM Punk? I don't think so. So I think Cody Rhodes was a bigger deal in his mind than what Tony Khan seen he was or Jericho or the young bucks or whoever's in that creative group there. I think, uh, he, 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 he bid himself out of AEW. So best of luck to Cody Rhodes. If it was up to me, I would love to see him in game changer wrestling. I'd love to see him in major league wrestling. I'd love to see him in ring of honor. I'd love to see him in new Japan. I think if he goes to WWE, uh, they will NWA. 
Yeah, I'd love to see him. And, and yo, I think he would be spectacular in NWA, man. That's where I'm hoping he goes. Yeah, because man, absolutely, they, they, absolutely they can, so. But I think, can, just they, my opinion here, and, and I'll get it back to you guys, and I know we got our guest coming up. Actually, is he is he in the backstage? He is not backstage yet. Okay, so well, we, we got cool. We got cool time. I mean, I think Cody Rhodes in in NWA would be phenomenal. Could be phenomenal because they could play it so much off of the American. Um, and apparently, he actually owns the trademark. I know we talk about trademarks on here because we get we get a uh, we get uh, trademark violations and stuff like that Constantly. occasionally. Uh, um, but apparently, he owns the trademark to his theme song that he used in AEW. Apparently, he oh, now, really? he, that's he, really cool. I think he owns it. So I'm not saying they would use it. I'm and you know, and, and that kind of throws a wrench in some plans too, there because he did all those side projects that were attached to TNT and TBS. So and then, and, TBS doesn't know what they're going to do with the 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 second the second season. They have all this footage of the second season of whatever that was Roads to the Top. Roads to the Top. Roads to the Top. They, they, they don't know. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they're going to do with it. They don't know because I mean. They're, they don't want to promote. They don't want to promote someone that's not with the company anymore. So it's kind of yeah. like, do they just scrap everything? I mean, I, I, you know what? And we're gonna. I want to kind of keep it there on that Cody Rhodes and NWA because, um, correct me if I'm wrong here. Matt Cardona is now your NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Matt Cardona, since he's left the WWE, has reinvented himself. Bro, and- money, <laughs> money, 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 dog. I'm he's sorry, brother. He's he, money. I love some Matt Cardona. Dog. He is becoming one of the most hated men in professional wrestling. And I love it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like the tweet he put out the other day, if you're cheering for the heels, then they really ain't a heel. There's people legit pissed off at Matt Cardona on Twitter, bro. And it's great because he's doing his job and he's making a lot of dinero doing it. He's making a lot of money. So Matt I mean, Cardona, he, he's definitely money mayor approved, bro. He, I love he, he, Matt Cardona. He's won the GCW title over yep. Nick Gage, who is the beloved in GCW. Uh, I mean, he's beaten Jordan Grace in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, you know for the yeah. for that internet title or whatever uh, the social I, I the digital title, and then <laughs> he beat Trevor Murdoch for the NWA title. Yes, yeah. How, how, that hurt. That how, hurt me. How can you not throw a big mid- double middle fingers up to the wrestling business and be like, "Hey, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm making money. He he probably's making more money on the indies right now than he is that he probably I did. It. I guarantee it, man. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And, and and I bet you a lot of it's to do with merch sales because you know what? Yeah, he's a heel. He's a bad guy, but he's I'm telling you, he's selling some merch, bro. And he's he's fuck he's killing it. Now, just like I was saying with Cody Rhodes, you go to a game changer wrestling show, you go to a local independent show, um the Bridge City Slam up here in Iowa, they, they announced Matt Cardona, and I know those ticket sales went up really quick. So Matt 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 Cardona, at least for the independent wrestling scene. He's a marquee-driven type of guy right there that's going to produce ticket sales. So, mad shout-out to Matt Cardona. He, he, oh, he's killing it, bro. I, I can't speak enough about his match that he had at GCW versus Joey Janela. It was like 25 minutes long. I ranted and raved it here on Wrestle Talk on a fabulous Tuesday night about it. I love that match, man. It was it was a killer match. So, 
it's just one of those. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. And I just saw. I just saw in our little chat that uh, apparently yep. our guest. I got is, word. Uh, our guest has arrived. So allow me, because once he comes in, I'm going to be stepping back out. But I do know that uh, later on, I'll have to come back for a surprise. So, ladies and gentlemen, he is a former professional wrestler from the state of Nebraska. But bigger than that, he is the creator and the co-director of the Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Some of the wrestlers this guy has recognized include Abu Colossus, Mike DiBiase, and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Mean Gene Okerlund, Maurice v- Mad Dog Vachon, and so many more. Hell, folks, let's just get on with it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast the one, the only... Donnie Dodge. Thanks, guys. Donnie, welcome, welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. We hope uh, we hope you're having a good night. Uh, uh, Definitely. So, yeah. So, so you got your 2022 uh, Hall of Fame class being announced. Uh, um, you got Lance Cade and Chris Havius, and then Preston Maxwell was mm-hmm. named into the Hall of Fame. But apparently, I was reading on the internet that there was a little bit of an incident in, at the show with Preston <laughs> Maxwell. So, uh, well, do you want to go ahead and uh, explain what happened? I, sh- I, I could definitely do that. Uh, first off, thank you guys very much for having me on here. It's a, I, I love the podcast. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. So, it's uh, this is a kick to be on here with you guys. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, so, we were at the, at the PWP show. Uh, Pro Wrestling Phoenix runs every month uh, in, uh, in Omaha in downtown Benson. And this was different because this was the first time that we are inducting someone that is not a fan favorite and that is currently still wrestling. So it was, it was difficult. Um, I think Preston handled it well. He handled it the way Preston's going to handle it. And uh, he just suckered the fans in like he was, uh, you know, it, he, they really thought they really thought that he was going to shed a tear and a tear of thanks. And then he just turned around and just verbally laid me out. And then, th- you know, thank God. Uh, thank God Duke Cornell was there to stop it, because uh, with the, uh, the shape that my neck's in, I could not have taken a pile driver from him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just I saw that and has his Hall of Fame invitation been rescinded? No, it has not. No, it has not. The uh, I think we were very clear. The board of control was very clear that um, no matter what he did, uh, however bad, um, what he's done in the past, his accomplishments uh, and everything he's done for for professional wrestling in the state of Nebraska um, far ex- exceeds. Uh, throwing some insults at me. I got, I got thick skin. I can, I can take an insult, and uh, and I probably could have taken the pile driver if I needed to. But, but uh, it's, it's not about me. It's not about, um, it's not about words that he has to say to me. It's about recognizing the things that that man has done for almost twenty years in the Nebraska area for professional wrestling. And he's going to hate me for saying this, but for all the great things that he does backstage for the younger wrestlers, teaching them showing them the right way to do things. And uh, no matter what he did in that ring, um, he represents himself well backstage. So, so when is, when is the hall of fame ceremony? Have you set a date for it yet? Or we have not set a date for it. Uh, we've still got four wrestlers to announce uh, for the class of 2022. We've got one coming up uh, c- 
coming up here, I believe the first part, the first week of March, um, and every member will be announced by the end of March uh, for the class of 2022. We plan on what, what we've done in the past is we rotate where the induction ceremonies are. So uh, the first year was at PWP, and we had Mantor and, Mantor and Austin Storm. Uh, Maury Swanger from the OWA was there, and we inducted them there. Uh, the next year it was at Magnum Pro, and we had PN News uh, come out, and that was that was a fun night. We we actually presented Mad Dog Vashon's Hall of Fame ring to his wife, uh, Kathy, at ringside. Um, and then last year it was at the MWA show in Lincoln, and we had uh, Dave Sullivan out there. We had Jason Strife out there. Uh, my co-director, Mikey Taylor, uh, gave a, a wonderful speech written by Reggie Parks, who he had just traveled with um, earlier in the month. Um, and so it was, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful event. We have thrown around the idea of having our own Hall of Fame ceremony. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to take money away from the, the, the companies that are running. And yep. so if we run our own separate show and separate event, it's going to make people have to choose. Do I go to the Magnum show? Do I go to the, to, to the, the next level show? Do I go to any of these shows? Or do I go to this one? Yeah. We don't want to do that. This is about promoting professional wrestling. And so if we can just pay back and bring our traveling display out uh, and, and draw some extra fans in with some names, with some items that they might want to see and talk history of wrestling in the state of Nebraska, uh, I think that's kind of the, the direction that we're going to go with. So we're probably looking, long story short, sorry, this is a really long answer, but uh, we're probably looking at uh, early early summer to have that. Cool. That's all, that's all, that's awesome. I know that they, they'll want to be uh... – uh, recognized and 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 stuff like that. So money, uh, money, you go go on. Uh, I know you. I know you have some questions for our guests. No, absolutely. And Donnie, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was fun digging into your biography and a little bit of your history here. Uh, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, so, really, what I want to know is the origins of Donnie Dodge. I mean, what really got your mind into professional wrestling was it a wrestler was it a wrestling show was it what was it what started your love for professional wrestling it would have been the late 70s um probably 77 78 i would have been five or six sitting in front of my dad's chair while he read the sunday newspaper and watching the awa uh that they taped at the channel 7 studios in omaha watching those shows it just, I, it really sparked an interest, and I, I picked up on the storytelling part of it right away. A lot of people, when you're younger, you're you're just enamored with the athleticism and you're at, and the bigger than life characters. But I was interested in the storytelling aspect, and I picked up on that quickly and, and very young. So I just, I really enjoyed it. So leapfrog down the road. You know, you go through the 80s, you go through the heyday, the Saturday night's main event, um, yeah. and just losing your mind when, when, when those shows came on uh, as, a, as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the late 90s, and you've got the Monday Night Wars going on. Well, at the time, I was a radio producer in Omaha. I was a producer of the number one rated morning show in, in uh, Omaha, and I hosted Monday night watch parties at Hooters. Really? Everyone, every Monday night, I that, watched. We had we had Raw on one big screen, and we had Nitro on the other. And then, depending on what was going on on the screens, we would switch the audio back and forth. 
Wow. Really? And we had we had we had well over a hundred people there every Monday night. And yeah. we just we just we were having a blast. So I was always been kind of a self-taught kind of person. I like to watch matches and I like to maybe rewind them a little bit and see how the moves are done. See yeah. how they protect themselves, see how they lead into it, how they make sense in, in secession, how they're how they're used and really pick apart the, the psychology of, of the match itself. Yeah. And so as I was hosting this, I'm like, you know what? I want to try it. I want to try it. So on my 27th birthday, May 2nd, 1999, I hosted that Monday Night Wrestling Party, and we did a street fight. It was me against uh, one of the backyard champs from uh, West Omaha group, that used to go out and just beat the living crap out of each other. We yeah. had a hardcore match out in the street, out, out in the parking lot. We had ladders. We had a car. We had a guy donate a car, um, <laughs> tables, chairs. We gimmicked the windshield, so I jumped off, missed a leg drop, and I went through the windshield of the car, oh. went through the back window of the, of the car, used a, a center punch to go through it. We had fake blood. I mean, it was, it was, it was magnificent. I loved it. Well, yeah. at the time, what I didn't know was – uh, Maury Swanger was getting ready to create the OWA, the Omaha Wrestling Association, which was a school and a promotion wrapped into one. Right. And so he invited me to come down and he's like, Hey brother, I, I don't want to see you kill yourself out in those parking lots, not doing stuff. Right. I want you to learn how to do this stuff. Right. And so, so he invited me down there and we try, I got to train at the OWA um, with guys like Austin Storm, with Abu Colossus, uh, Max Magnus. Uh, I, I was invited in because of my creativity with radio. I was invited in to help be part of the creative team a little bit with by Maury. And so you talk about some of these great names. Donnie Pepper Cricket came in uh, really young. Abu and Max and I were the oldest ones in the group. We were in our, we were in our late 20s. Most of these kids were 18 at the wow. time. Yeah, they were so young. I, um, I actually, I actually gave and bought Hype Gotti his very first gimmick ever, and it was a terrible gimmick. It was uh, I, we called him Dis- <laughs> Disco Derek Anderson. It was it was <laughs> terrible, but he 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 took a hold of it and he owned it like he does with anything that he does. Yep. He absolutely grasped a hold of it and he was wrestling in this this stupid looking old nineteen seventies suit that I that, that I went out and bought at the Goodwill. <laughs> And he just absolutely, he, he loved it. But we, we were a small company and uh, we were running a show here and there. And then we started, we started running uh, every week. We ran, uh, we ran every Tuesday night at the Bourbon Street. And there's more people uh, talking to each other right now on this podcast than we're at some of those shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, you really got to love professional wrestling if you're going to give it, go out there and give it your all, set up the ring, tear down the ring, chairs and everything, and you only get like three people in the crowd, two people in the crowd, but you uh, still get 100%. You really got to love pro wrestling. My, the I got to be a cr- part of some of them shows as a young money male to set up chairs and rep and whatnot. And hey, I still just – I had a blast with two people in the crowd as much as I had with 200 people in the crowd. So you yeah, really got to yeah, the smallest crowd I've ever been a part of was probably two, maybe three people. I think it was one family that was there that yeah. showed up, and the wrestlers still went out. They just did their they did their thing, you know. They, they well, they we 
we were coming off of our very first show. Uh, the ring hadn't shown up yet. Mori bought a brand new ring, and it hadn't been delivered yet. So we piggybacked the OWA Night of Champions, piggybacked on top of a kickboxing show that was going on. And this was a teen and preteen kickboxing show. This show lasted almost six hours. It was, it was at the National Guard no. Armory. There were 600 people there, and I'm pretty sure 200 were there to see wrestling. So right. they ran three kickboxing matches, and then we do a wrestling match, and then three more kickboxing matches, and then a wrestling match. We did all of these matches in a boxing ring. <laughs> we didn't even have a wrestling ring. It was a steel-reinforced boxing ring. Oh, And, oh, you know, it was, it was so brutal. It was absolutely brutal, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. So we were going from six hundred people, and we're all looking at each other like we're, you know, we're established now. I, I walk out of there carrying the hardcore title, and I'm like, I'm a I'm a man about town. No matter what show we do, it's going to be packed. It's going to be packed to the rafters. And we get to that first Bourbon Street show, and there's eleven people, ten people, if you eleven even include the bartender. Than there were actually out in the in a, in the seats themselves. Oh, that, that the, those those some of the, and actually some of those shows are probably some of the funnest shows that we've that you could that you could do as an independent wrestler. You know, I mean, yeah. And, and you know what? And Donnie, I bet you that kickboxing crowd really didn't know what to think to have that kind of type of crossover between kickboxing and pro wrestling. I'll throw in a little interesting story kind of related to that. Uh, one of our fabulous sponsors here on the Russell Talk podcast is eSports Bar Kansas City. And what we like to do here in Kansas City, especially our main host, Renee, the Night Owl Martinez, shout out to him. I know he's watching. He's in the comments section. Much love to you, Night Owl. He likes to hold watch parties for Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, so on and so forth. And we've had him at eSports Bar Kansas City, one of our sponsors on the show. Well, one night we showed up, and I please don't hold me to this. I can't remember if it was WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, but it was one of these pay-per-views. Well, just as we were coming in, the wrestling fans, before the wrestling event, there was a low-rider oldies show going on at eSports Bar Kansas City. (laughs) Somewhere floating around on Facebook is a picture of all of us in eSports Bar. And it was a complete mixture of the low-rider crew and the wrestling crew and fans with their belts and masks and gimmicks. And it's still one of my favorite photos today. So to have that type of crossover, that's what popped in my head there, Dodge, when you were talking about the kickboxing crowd. And the yeah. wrestling crowd. I'm sure some of the kickboxing parents were like, what, what, what is going on here? What are you doing? <laughs> we, did a sh- we, we, we did a show, right? We did a show, right, uh, Dynamo Pro did a show right before the pandemic started. Right, one of our last shows that we did before the pandemic shut the whole world down. We, right. did, a sh- we did a show with a, with a roller, with a women's roller derby team. Uh, we did a co-promoted show and it actually, it actually turned out really great. The, the, the crowd that was there for the roller derby girls, they stayed and they watched the rest. They loved it. We had yep. four, it was four matches and it was it was it was a great show and they're they're they've actually they're we're actually going to do more shows with them sometime later on this year so it, that's fantastic I and mean, and I know you guys probably have the same problem in uh, in your region is there's so many people that don't know that that the local professional wrestling exists I was at a uh, I was at a store um, just last week and I saw this uh, young man wearing an a one of those AEW Letterman's jackets I mean those those things aren't cheap. 
No, 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 sir, they're not. No, so I walk up to him. I go, hey, are you going to the PWP show tonight uh, down at uh, the waiting room in Benson? And he goes, what, what's that? And I'm like, you're wearing an AEW shirt, a coat, and a hat. Yep. And you, are you from here? And he goes, yeah, I've lived here my whole life. And I'm like, so I'm giving him cards. I'm like, you yep. got you got to check this out. I mean, how did he's like, well, I got this. We drove, he drove three and a half hours to go watch an impact show out in the middle of central Nebraska when there's four feds that run in eastern Nebraska and then plus all the ones that run in Iowa and plus down by you guys. And he had no idea. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to open up, open up somebody's eyes and say, hey, there's, there's something really cool going on here. And, And sometimes if you get, if you get someone to an independent wrestling show, they become a fan. One, they become a fan of professional wrestling. Two, they actually get to meet the guys, guys and girls that do it. They become, you know, they get to know them. And then if they see them later on down the line on WWE, AEW, you know, Mm -hmm. they're like, I seen that. I seen that person at an armory or, or, or at a, or at a at a random just a random place or at some some festival because we like because we do like a couple of festivals every year. Oh, right. St. Louis are great, man. And you know what? And I've ranted about that so many times. Um, and you know, I grew up in Philadelphia, so it's a little bit different. Those fans out there, I think they're quicker to go to an independent show than they are a WWE show. Not saying that they won't go to a WWE show, but right. here in the West, especially in Kansas City, you know, I've got. So many people that I know and I work with that will go to a WWE show, will drop that $800 for a ticket, $20 for drinks, $30 for a T-shirt. And hey, more power to them. Not saying that WWE doesn't do a great job on production and wrestling matches and everything. But for 20 bucks, I'm going to go front row with a wrestling show. I'm going to yell at the bad guy. I'm going to slap hands with the, the good guy. I've taken my kids to that, and they fell in love. They I, my, my 12-year-old, Jensen, he loves going to independent wrestling shows more than WWE. I took him to a SmackDown taping down here at downtown Kansas City, and he literally just sat there like this because I didn't, you know, I, I'm not rich. I didn't get good seats. I wasn't dropping, <laughs> I wasn't dropping a lot of money to sit up front, you know what I mean? So him just sitting there and not being able to interact with the wrestlers or the valets or the managers or anything, I mean – that's the essence of a, of an independent professional wrestling show. So I can't because, speak enough. I will always continue because, to win. Because, because, because of the intermission time, the wrestlers actually come out of the locker room and right. they're, at, they're, they're at the merch table. They're walking around. People are, people are wanting pictures with them. And, you know, we, we use, we use pretty much the same people. So they get to know as they, as they come to the shows, they get to know the people and, you know, it's just, it's all, it's awesome to see. It's awesome to see a, a kid with, with an, with an, one of the independent wrestlers and, you know, they're getting that one-on-one time. It's kind of like their eyes light up and, and stuff like that. I've actually, I actually had a young man when I made my comeback, I, I left wrestling in, in 2001 uh, after my third son was born it's a it's a, a story that a lot of people tell. I just I had three kids. I just didn't have the time anymore, so I had to I had to kind of give it up. Worked a little bit farther down the road. Now I'm a firefighter. I'm out of radio. I've got a little bit of extra time, and so I decided to make a comeback in uh, 2014. I decided to come back at the age of 41, and uh, with uh, Magnum Pro, and uh, did, I stuck with my hardcore roots and. And uh, I was I was lucky enough to wrestle some some amazing matches, um, but uh, ended up ended up having to retire uh, after 2017. I ruptured a couple of discs in my neck, and yeah. after and after the MRI, 
found out that I had stenosis through my entire cervical uh, column. So bumping is never an option again. I'm damn lucky that I made it as far as I did. Well, it's a good thing you didn't catch that pile driver then. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And well, because that's because when, when you get that stenosis, it's like one bump the wrong way, one right. way or the other, that's it. You're, like you're, I like to say, you're donezo, cuzzo. It's over. Lights out. And, and that's and that's where the Hall of Fame came from, is I wanted to still be able to hang out with my buddies. I still wanted to be, a, be around the shows and be part of it. And I am a huge history buff. Um, I got to be – I was lucky enough, blessed enough to – uh, become friends with Mad Dog Vachon when he would come help train at the OWA. And uh, Maurice was such a sweetheart. And uh, I, it, it just kind of hit me one morning. There's no Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Why is there not a Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame? And it just, it just wasn't a thing. And I know there's a lot of states that don't have this. And so I'm like, screw it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start one. And a couple of people are like, you can't just start a Hall of Fame. I'm like, well, we're not going to do a building. This is a... This is a hybrid. This is we're going to have a traveling display. We're going to we're going to get collections of of exciting items, historical items, and we're going to bring them to the shows <laughs> and make them a make them a draw for the other wrestling promotions. And so that's what we do. We have this. We create um, my, our first class. Mad Dog was going to be the number one guy. Absolutely, yeah. nobody else other than Mad Dog was going to be the number one guy. And I had a plan. Is once I got once I got the, the, the class of 2018, which was Mad Dog Vachon, Maury Swanger, the creator of the OWA, Baron Von Raschke, Mantar, Austin Storm, Vern Gagne, and Joe Dusek. Now, in order to get into the Hall of Fame, it's not a hard, fast A, B, and C. This is how you get in. Um, we want you to be from here, or we want you to have lived here, or you have made your mark in Omaha, or excuse me, in Nebraska. Um, it's and, and, and if it's a local wrestler, we prefer you to have a minimum of 15 years in the business to make to make a contribution. So all of those guys met that met that criteria in some way. And so every one of those guys was tied to Vergania. He obviously owned this part of the owned Nebraska with the AWA territory. Joe Dusek was the promoter here through the 30s and 40s and actually sold Nebraska <laughs> to Vern Gagne in the AWA. Um, and Mantar, Mike's been, Mike's from South Omaha. He was a, he was a South Omaha boy. Baron Von Raschke played football for Nebraska. Um, he was, uh, he, he lived in South Omaha uh, before he retired and moved up to uh, Minnesota with his son. Mad Dog lived in South Omaha after he, uh, after he started wrestling with the AWA, he relocated to Omaha. And then Maury obviously started the Omaha Wrestling Association. So the, the 2018 class was easy. So now it wasn't just on me to pick who's in. Now that we actually have a class, any living member of the Hall of Fame has a say in who gets in in the, in the, in the, next, in the next years, in the upcoming years. So this well, class of 22 – what I do is uh, Mikey Taylor and I put together a listing of names, locals, nationals, promoters, um, celebrities sometimes that made an impact in the history of Nebraska professional <laughs> wrestling. And then we present that list to anybody that is a living Hall of Fame member. 
and they can voice their opinions. Sometimes it's civil. Sometimes it's not. We've got some characters in this business, man. Yes. To say their opinion on things. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. They do. They really do. They're a little bit louder, and that's okay. So, Donnie, can can you talk about what Jason Strife has meant to the Nebraska independent wrestling scene? And before he starts, man, big shout out to Jason Strife. He was he was actually just a guest a couple of weeks ago. Me and me and me and Sonny or interviewed him, and he was he was he was great. But uh, what does he what does he mean to the Nebraska independent wrestling scene? First off, I watched that podcast. It was it was amazing. You guys did a great. It was it was fast. It was fantastic. I've known I've known Strife since. 2014 is the first time I met him when I went over to a Magnum Pro show when they were running over Council Bluffs at the at the VFW Hall with the low boy ring and, and there were 200 people crammed into a room that only held 100. Um, I met him there uh, and he he welcomed me in. He welcomed me back as a former professional wrestler. He gave me my spots. He gave me a he gave me a spot. He's like, all right, old man, go out there and do that. But he also saw the passion that I had for it, and I knew that I knew that um, it was going to be a good it was going to be a good uh, uh, a partnership. And 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 my partnership is me giving him my my opinions and him not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but but with but with strife, it's a different thing because he's got a drive. He's got yeah. a drive that not a lot of people have. Yes. He's got the willingness to put himself out there. Uh, he's he's very blunt, and I I don't mind that. Uh, I, I'd rather know where I stand with somebody. Yeah, you yeah. have to think that. Exactly. So um, the another thing about strife is, and and I may catch I may catch a, a hard time uh, about this, but uh, I would say he's probably one of the most talented professional wrestlers to come out of the Omaha Metro area in probably the last 30 years. Uh, I don't think you'll get any disagreement from us here. on. No. Okay. So, I've had the opportunity to watch Jason strike numerous times. I actually even convinced my wife, who's not that much of a fan of professional wrestling for me to drive up to Omaha from Kansas City to see strike versus all this at Magnum. A great match, man. Every time I, every time, I know Strife is going to be on the card. It does not matter who else is on there. I know I'm going to get a good professional wrestling match out of Jason Strife. So, uh, to keep the thing rolling here real quick, Dodge, I I do want to keep talking about some other guys. Uh, Somebody you mentioned that you inherited in the business really young and also another former guest on Wrestle Talk Podcast, part of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family, is Donnie Pepper Cricket? What's your feelings on him, bro? Because I, hey, that's another one that I can say. When I know Donnie Pepper Cricket's on the card, I'm gonna get my money's worth one way or another. Donnie is um, first off, it's confusing when we're in the same locker room because uh, uh, everybody wants to talk to him, and I think they're trying to talk to me. Um, so, <laughs> and nobody wants to say Pepper because the last name's too long. So it's always uh, Huska and Donnie and. Uh, I have been lucky enough to know Brandon for a very, very long time. And he is truly one of the uh, high spots in professional wrestling. Um, when you're in a locker room with him, it is a joy to be around. He is always there to help. He is always there to make sure that 
your match is going to be perfect. If you're if, if you're working on it pre-show, he is there to help. He's not there to criticize. He's there to make sure that what you're doing is going to be perfect and necessary to tell the story. And there is not a person, I have yet to find a person on this planet that would disagree with that uh, statement, that, that Donnie Pepper Cricket is probably one of the most well-liked human beings, uh, not only in professional wrestling, but on the planet. Yeah. No, he's always aces, man. And, and like I said, another guy up there in that Omaha, Nebraska area, in the state of Nebraska, you know, representing Nebraska well, Nebraska pro wrestling really well. So, Donnie, I got a question here for you then. We're talking about well-known professional wrestlers in the state of Nebraska. Is there somebody that's on your radar that maybe is not as well-known, that catches your eye, maybe somebody up and coming, or someone who's been around that's a little bit underrated? Is there somebody you could think of there? Well, we do uh, We do one award as a Hall of Fame. It's called the Chip Douglas Wrestle, Wrestler of the Year Award. And that comes out January 1st every year. And Chip Douglas, um, for those that don't know, he was a wrestler with the OWA. He was a young man. He was 18, 19 years old, 6'2", 6'3", 230 pounds. I mean, and this kid could move. like yeah. he, he, he moved like Edge. He was, he was that good. He wore out videotapes watching them to learn and to, to train and to do everything that he could. And unfortunately, he he was the one. If there was ever one that was going to be the one, he was it. And we tragically lost him uh, very young uh, to a brain aneurysm. So there, there's a, a bright spot to that, um, as he was always one that was willing to work with others and help others. Um, multiple people were helped uh, by his uh, donation of uh, uh, organ donations. Um, after after his passing. So we thought it only right that the best professional wrestler, in our opinion, for the year, an up-and-coming young wrestler, um, is named after Chip Douglas. And and so uh, we've got three that we've named. 2020 doesn't count because that, that, was, just a, that was just a shit show to begin with. But, <laughs> um, uh, we've named uh, the, the very first one was Cold Stone Tim Boston. Uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic... He's he's a guy that can work a he can he can work a funny gimmick he can work a a, a power gimmick he can work heel he can work, it's just he's he's got everything that you could ask for another one that we uh, uh, that we absolutely love is Nikki Scent um, another he was a he's a young man that was trained by Strife um, and he uh, he's recently come back off of an injury and he looks like a million bucks and he's he's learning the business really really well. Um, he's one of those that could be a young Tommy Dreamer type uh, face uh, down the road. And then uh, the 2021 Pro Wrestler of the Year was uh, uh, Jack Darling, um, and he is a <laughs> he is an odd duck. He's uh, <laughs> oh man, but man, is he looks like a, his face looks like a jack o' lantern got hit by a truck. But <laughs> man, he is, <laughs> and I love him. I absolutely love Jack. But he's uh, he's put in the work. And he's 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 older. He's he started late in life. He started in his thirties, and and he has just absolutely jumped in both feet. And uh, those three names right there. If you ever see Jack Darling, Nikki Scent, or Coldstone Tim Boston on on a card anywhere near you, go. You are going to get your money's worth. That 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 that's awesome. Uh, Jason Strife. He, he kept telling me about his matches with Dingo. I don't. Do you have any uh, uh, relationship with Dingo? 
I I do not. But if if I could recommend any match that I was honored enough to watch be built backstage is uh, Strife and uh, AJ Styles. Strife and AJ Styles is uh, just, and I was honored enough to be on that card as well. And to be backstage with a guy like AJ was the very first uh, indie stop after he left TNA was Omaha. And it was just, yeah, we were were lucky to get him. We jumped on it. We got him in. And that, that building was packed to the rafters. Also, a fun fact about that show, it was also a fundraiser for Muscular Dystrophy Association. Nice. And uh, Magnum Pro raised almost $3,000 that night uh, yeah. just, by t- just by ticket sales alone. So we, 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 talked, we talked about AJ Styles in our previous segment about how he just signed his new contract with the WWE and he's making big money. And we both, we both agreed that uh, he – deserves every penny that that they're that they're going to give him and uh that he could probably be one of the very few people that are in the ring of honor the tna and the uh wwe hall of fame all at the same time because Mm -hmm. uh i mean uh he's just he's just he's just he's 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 what his his nickname is phenomenal so exactly and it's much deserved because all the stories that i've heard about aj styles uh, that time that he left TNA to that time he signed with WWE and he did that run in the indie scene there for a little bit. Uh, they said that, you know, he worked with promoters even on his price. You know what I mean? Just so he could come in and, and do that indie thing. And, you know, he, he's paying for guys' meals. I mean, just a phenomenal human being. I've never got the chance to meet him, but from all accounts, phenomenal human being. On top of being a phenomenal wrestler, so much praise to AJ Styles and Donnie. That's super cool that his first stop was there in Omaha. Out of all the places in the world, for right. you guys to grab him, that's awesome, bro. Yeah, we right place, right time. That's exactly what it was. Right place, right time. And to to be able to watch that, to to be able to watch those two dance together was I could have watched it for six hours. It was the it was it was that well done. It was it was it was a special night. Yeah. That's a, what's the best piece of advice that you could give to an up-and-coming wrestler right now? What would what if you could give one piece of advice to the up-and-coming wrestlers in the in the independent scene? What would it be? Attitude. Keep an open keep an open mind and keep a positive attitude, and don't get drawn into the backstage bullshit. Don't get drawn into the drama. Don't get drawn in. Guys are going to try and give you. They're they're going to try and drag you in one direction or the other. Just stay yourself. Um, don't get pulled off to one side or the other. And listen, if somebody tells you to do something, it, they're telling you to do it for a reason. And you'll be you'll be able to tell the guys that are that are trying to trying to try to dick with you a little bit. But always ask questions. And I just I just uh, told this to a, a young man at the PWP show the other night. Go back. If you're going to watch film, go back. Go back to the seventies. Go back to the early eighties. Go back to the sixties. Anything that you can find and find one little thing that somebody else isn't doing today and make it your own. There are so many different little things that they did back then that people don't do anymore. The, the, the mad dog, uh, mad dog Vashon over the, uh, the, the thigh drop over the rope and then going back to the eye gouge and the bite in the forehead. Bring that back. Why is nobody bringing that back? I mean, it's a it's a, it's such a pure heel move to do, and I've never seen anybody do it in independent wrestling because, and and I don't want to sound like the loose kids today kind of guy, but but let's let's worry more about telling a story than getting in your spots. 
And also pay your pay your dues because I mean, I mean, get there early, help set up. You know, if yeah. you know, volunteer to help set up the ring, set up chairs. You know, and especially after the show, help help take it down because you know I know you're tired after your show, you're after your match, but it don't matter. It don't matter. The pr- promoters watch that. They watch the. They watch the. Uh, if you're willing to help out, um, yeah. And they'll 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 be more resistant to bring you in, you know. They'll be, you know, and especially also another thing that I think is, is promotion is if you're on a show, promote it, you know. Um, yeah, it's that that's that's a big thing though, and and I think that's that's where if if I had any any issue when I was helping with Magnum was the the lack of uh, the lack of social media awareness. Uh, by some people, just even knowing that, okay, well, I'm just going to click, I'm going to share this, this one time, that might be five or six tickets. That might be the difference between that promoter actually making, making a buck or losing money again. And if, and if you lose enough money, you're just going to stop running. And right. so it's, it's, it's the little things that tell people about it. Tell just like I did that kid in the store the other day. It's, I, I got I got no skin in the game. I'm I'm gonna bring my I'm gonna bring the, the Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame traveling display to PWP, whether that guy's there or not. But I'm just trying to get it out there so these kids can still have crowds and can still do what they love to do. And Donnie, that's why we have you on here, man, because all the hosts and all the guests one way or another love professional wrestling and we respect the business, and that's just respecting the business. Everything inside and out from helping set up chairs to helping share and promote. You know what I mean? And, and loving this business. So, right. yeah, let me ask you something here. It was a little bit interesting, Donnie. And I, I think you're almost kind of like me on this. Maybe not. But, you know, you, you you talk about the old school wrestling and now there's the new school wrestling. Storytelling. Now, there's some of it today, but there's also a lot of. Uh, I'm going to do a 360 backflip perk and Rana reverse pile driver to destroyer and all that. I mean, right, got it too. So what's your thoughts on that? I mean, can, can you sit back as a professional wrestling fan and just enjoy an athletic match with no real storytelling or does it have to be some storytelling? Do you wish there was more storytelling? Which, what's your thoughts on that? I love a mix. I love a mix. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, uh, an entire show full of 300 pounders all doing chain wrestling and, and, and every, uh, this guy's working an arm, this guy's working a leg, this guy's working the back shows over. No, I, if you can, if you can get a happy medium, it's kind of like going to the circus. It's kind of like going to the circus. If you went to the circus and it was all horses, there were no monkeys, there were no elephants, there were no any other animals. There were no clowns. It was just, uh, just a shit ton of horses. I would never go back to that. So you have to find, you've got a lot of people that watch wrestling. In my opinion, you need to have a lot of different types of wrestlers and different types of matches. Just like if you have Strife on the card, you know that you're going to get a different match than you would get with Donnie Pepper Cricket. You know that you're going to get a different match than you are than when, with this guy. And so to me, it's a happy medium. As long as there's some storytelling in there and and they, they want to do the acrobatic match next. Great. But I, I would prefer that there be a happy medium in there. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like, you can't have one specific thing. You got to have a little bit of a mixture of everything. So right. I mean, yeah. 
JC Thunder, Brian Blade, and Big Dog gave me gray facial hair. Ryan Witzel. Uh, I don't, I mean, that's. Must be in Nebraska. Th- I, I, it, it, it must be. I know Brian. Brian runs uh, the MWA uh, current MWA uh, heavyweight champion, and uh, I believe they are running on the twelfth of March down in Lincoln at the uh, Cornhusker Social Hall. So actually, I'm planning on being down there. I, I love going and watching those matches. They put on a great show down there. How, how big? Are, how big are the crowd? I mean, do do they does do the promotions down in the Nebraska area? They, they draw well. I guess I should say up they in the Nebraska area, but they uh, do. So we've got right now. We've got four major companies major companies local companies that run we've got we've got next level wrestling and they're running primarily in northeast nebraska up by south sioux city up in that area you've got magnum that runs uh at a uh, magnum that runs at a bar and they're bringing in three four hundred people a show um and then you've got uh you've got pwp that runs at the waiting room in downtown benson uh nebraska it downtown omaha um and the this last show this last show they had 200 225 and that's that's capacity at that at that building uh, and then uh, mwa runs down in lincoln uh they also pretty much run the rest of nebraska they'll run out they'll run out out in the panhandle they'll run in central nebraska they'll run in in south uh, southern nebraska so we are so lucky in this state to have four well-run wrestling companies that are not cannibalizing each other because they are all completely different types of wrestling. Magnum is completely different than the dark rock and roll style that PWP is. And then MWA is more of a throwback. It's more of an open, well-lit room, crap ton of chairs around everywhere. Everybody's got butts in the seats. Everybody's eating popcorn. And it's just, it's just a loud, fun, old school show. Is it, is it, I mean, we have in St. Louis, we have several different promotions that run Kansas city is the same way. There are, there are multiple promotions and yes, we all do kind of, we all kind of do different things. I work for dynamo pro. Uh, I've also worked for uh, MMWA, which is the, at the historic South Broadway athletic club. And I, you know, I've, I've done shows as a ring announcer, but we also got glory pro and we've got proving ground pro or not proving ground pro, uh, Glory Pro and uh, Russell Max and just other things. We just had recently had a Black Wrestlers Matter uh, uh, show here in St. Louis. Saw that. Uh, yeah, and it was it was it was from what I understand, it was a great show. Um, but could you? Is there such thing as too many promotions running in an area? We also have uh, uh, just outside of the Illinois area, right, right across the bridge, we got several other promotions: uh, Pro Wrestling Epic, SICW, whole Anar- St. Louis Anarchy. Just so. You seem to have a lot of promotions in the St. Louis, Southern Illinois area. Um, do you do you think you could cannibalize? Is it too many, or is it you know? I think I think four is the right number. Um, Next level isn't running every month, from from what I've seen. So that's that, and and that's kind of an untapped market. That's about two and a half hours north of Omaha. So you're not really going to get a lot of Omaha fans there. You're going to get the Sioux City fans uh, and the uh, the the Northwestern Iowa fans there. Um, the, the MWA shows Magnum and PWP. I don't, I don't know if PWP has ever ran in Lincoln. I'm not positive on that. Magnum has run there just a couple of times. So they all seem to respect their, um, their space. They really do. There, there, there was a time where there people were button heads and, and, and I think we're past that now that we realize that there's enough people out there, especially in the Omaha area. Uh, we've got, uh, seven, 800,000 people in that, in that uh, Omaha metro area. And 
there's enough money to go around to continue to bring different types of fans to different types of wrestlers. And like I said before, it's a different style. Magnum is different from PWP, is different from 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 MWA. And certain people they they really like a certain style of wrestling. So I don't I don't I don't really think that it's oversaturated. I think one or two more companies come rolling in. I think it, we could we could reach that. And uh, and and I, I just I hope we stick with the four that we've got right now. That's and awesome. That's, that's uh, a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing about professional wrestling, independent wrestling, especially in the Midwest, because we do have the KWA out there in Western Kansas, and KWA is consisted of three different promotions, and they all work together within each other, but they are separate wrestling promotions, and it's mm-hmm. something different for everybody. The same thing here in Kansas City, in the local Kansas City area, you got DWF. And that's more of you take the family. I take my kids out there. And then you have Journey Pro, which is downtown Kansas City, more of the college party crowd. You're going to hear an F-bomb here and there. You know what I mean? (laughs) But but all these promotions usually, for the most part, work together within each other. We're not going to run the same day. I'm not going to step on your toes. Don't Mm -hmm. step on mine. It's great for fans, diehard independent wrestling fans like us here on this show tonight. So, that, that's a beautiful thing that you guys are doing up there in Omaha. I know Money Mayo is going to have to make that drive back there. I'm going to get my, kicked, my ass kicked by my wife for doing it, but I don't care. I'm going to have to come up and check out one of these shows. And one of these shows, I got to make sure that Donnie Dodge is there with the Nebraska Hall of Fame and, and check it all your two members. Yeah, so our, our, our uh, traveling display, we, yes. bring this out, we bring this out to multiple shows. Uh, we've, we've taken it all over the state of Nebraska, and we've got some – and, and, and when I say we, it's myself, my co-director, Mikey Taylor. We spend kind of like wrestlers do, we, we, but we're not spending our money on, on uh, gimmicks. We're not spending our money on boots. We're spending our money on memorabilia. So it is pictures um, that we can tell a story with. It's uh, old magazines, antique magazines from the 50s and 60s. Uh, it is trading cards, uh, Dusek Brother trading cards from the 1940s. Uh, that we found, um, we actually have, and this is a this is a memory that is uh, fresh in the minds of every professional wrestling fan in the city of Omaha. August twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six, the In Your House pay per view, Shawn Michaels versus Diesel, Diesel's last uh, WWF appearance before he jumped ship to go to WCW when he ripped off Mad Dog Vashon's leg at ringside, and then it was ultimately used on him. We have that leg. We have Mad Dog's leg, uh, and, that's, nice. and that is part of the display. We have a life-size replica of the claw, of Baron Von Raschke's claw. His son is an artist up in Minneapolis, and he sold a limited edition number of these cast uh, claw hands. So we have that. We also have half of the Hulkamania robe that was given uh, on WCW. And uh, it, Bill Dannenauer is a good is a is a really good friend of mine. And and when I started talking to him about this traveling display, I said, "Hey, if you happen to have anything that you would loan us, that you would just let us borrow for a couple of shows to kind of show." And he shows up uh, the next the next day with just a garbage bag. He goes, "Here you go, here you go, kid." I'm like, "What's this?" And he hands it to me, and it is a Evad Sullivan uh, pair of uh, ring tights. Um, it's that uh, it's it's the the robe, and it's a pair of red knee pads given to him by Hulk Hogan that that Hogan had used, and 
I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. When do you want him back? And he goes, keep him. I want you to keep him. We've got, we've got so many amazing items. We have rings made for each individual member. Everything's on back order right now. So I see the, the shirt that I'm wearing. These are um, the Nebraska Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame work shirts. And these, until we can get the rings made, we'll have to make do with all of the inductees. Uh, they're all getting these ring shirts. And the only way to get one of these shirts is to be in the Hall of Fame. And we thought that the symbolism of these shirts being a work shirt, because you can't get into a Hall of Fame without putting in the work first. And I so, like that. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, so we've 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 got that going on. Um, we've got so much on display. The rings will eventually be uh, on their way, and we display those for uh, a year if the if the wrestler is passed. Um, we display them for a year, and then we'll present them to the family. We uh, we've got some more items coming in. We've been talking with the family of Lance Cade, uh, with his mom, his sister, and his widow, um, and we are, are are hoping to add some things uh, with Lance. It was a it was a, a big pleasure of mine to be able to put Lance in this year. So this this traveling display is it's it's in my basement right now, um, but it's it's everybody's. And one day when I decide to stop doing this it's going to go to somebody else that's going to be willing to do this. And it's, it's, we may be paying for the stuff and the promoters give us money to buy stuff, to buy like the belts and to buy the rings. The promoters pitch in money to help pay for these things. Um, one day this will be handed down because th- this display is not ours. It's everybody's. You do a specialized belt. Uh, if I remember right, you do a specialized belt every year for the, for the induction <laughs> ceremony. Cause I saw several, several belts on display. We do. We, we did one for 18 and 19. We are going to combine 20 and 21 uh, because the class of 20 was so small. It was uh, Gorgeous George, Tony Cortez, and uh, Dave Sullivan. So we're going to combine the 21 and the 20 class, and then we will do a separate one for the 22 class. Um, and uh, we've actually got some sponsors uh, stepping up. Nice. Uh, uh, that, that are willing to DJ Beat Drop. Uh, if you're looking to do a uh, looking to do a, a wedding and you need a DJ, DJ Beat Drop is your man because he is uh, paying for those uh, paying for those belts uh, to be created. And uh, it's the the fans donating money, the fans donating items. Um, it's also these items can be um, can be saved for forever until we either get a building um, or until we just find somebody else that wants to continue to help. Make sure have, that these stories are never forgotten. Do you have a lot of fans giving you like random, just random merchandise, like random yes. like memorabilia, autograph pictures? Uh, we got a we had a gentleman walk up and he handed me a cookie sheet, and this is a big serving tray from an old OWA show from this would have been twenty years ago. And he goes, "I got I, I, this was at one of your OWA shows, and it was just laying around, so I had everybody autograph it, and it's been in my closet since since two thousand. And so here, I want this to be part, I, I, I want this, to, if you want it, we'll give it to you. And so um, it's, it's, it's awesome to have people willing to want to be part of this, uh, of this Hall of Fame and of this display. They, they want to be part of it. Awesome. Do, you, do you think there will be a building one day, Donnie? I mean, do you, do you, do you want it to be a building or, or do you like the traveling? I love the traveling. I I love getting out. That's my favorite part is is getting out there and watching a guy in his fifties 
talk to his kid. And yeah. this was, I remember watching Mad Dog Vashon do this. Well, who's Mad Dog Vashon? And then it creates a conversation. And yep. now you are bridging the gap of generational wrestling fans yep. by, by learning through history. This guy did this, and this guy did that. Well, that sounds like a lot like what this guy does today. Yeah, well, that's where they got the, that's where they got the idea from it. And so it's, it, it's awesome to see that family dynamic of dads talking with their kids about, oh, my God, I remember watching this guy on TV, and, and he was my favorite wrestler ever. And to see those two bond over that, and then to just sit there and be able to talk wrestling history. Yep. And, and, and not to do it arrogantly, but to correct some misconceptions. Sometimes stories just get remembered incorrectly, and, and Mikey Taylor and I do a really good job, and we work our butts off to make sure that we research the backstories of all of these wrestlers. So when it comes time to talk to the wrestling fans, we can tell them the actual story. We're correcting them. It's just like, oh, hey, Ted, Ted DiBiase uh, was born here, born in Omaha, and, and uh, he did this and he did that. Well, actually, most of that's correct. He was actually he was born down in Florida, and he went to he went to Creighton Prep High School until uh, his freshman year of high school. His mom relocated here, Helen Hill, who is in our Hall of Fame. We got to induct uh, Helen Hill, Iron Mike DiBiase, and Ted DiBiase uh, in the class of 2019, and that was awesome. Um, and so you can you can so okay, so Helen Hill moved here, then she started dating and 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 married Iron Mike. Iron Mike adopted Ted, and then Iron Mike wanted Ted to be able to get a D1 football scholarship, so he, he knew that Texas would be the way to do that, so they moved down to Texas, and eight months later, Mike dies of a heart attack. Yeah. And Yeah, and so to be able to pass that information along correctly to the fans so they can pass it on to somebody, hey, you know what I just learned the other day? I thought this was this and this. Turns out it was this and this, and so now that's it was a story that they thought they knew, but now it's a new story because now they have new facts. So where's the next time that the traveling uh, Hall of Fame display is going to be at? Um, right now we are up in the air. It may be the MWA show on March the 12th in Lincoln at the Cornhusker Social Hall. We also may have a special engagement at a Comic-Con out in Grand Island, Nebraska, out in central Nebraska at the end of March. We'll know, we should more, know more. Uh, coming up here in the next week, week and a half. So if people want to, if people are interested, they can go to our website. It's prowrestling-nebraska.com. Awesome. That one more time for me, though, for the fans who maybe didn't hear that. One more time for me, Donnie. Sure. It's prowrestling-nebraska.com. Beautiful. Awesome, awesome. So uh, we have this uh, little tradition that we like to do here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Uh, we're going to do the Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, and we would ask if Donnie would like to participate sure. against the maestro, Jeremy Cart. Jeremy, you want to unmute? You might want to unmute your mic. Yeah, hey. why not? That would uh, <laughs> be the best thing to do if I'm going to. I do have a warning, maestro. Though I am the national champion at smashing people in the face with things. So yeah. if you beat me. Well, I do have Swing to warn you tonight. Well, I do have to warn you, Donnie. I swept Herb Simmons in a wrestling trivia challenge, so uh, 
Doesn't that mean just, I still can't smash you in the face with something. It's my brain knowledge. No. Just because he's going to rearrange your brain knowledge here, if, if it sounds so. Wow. Sonny has got over my shoulder. That, that that used to be me before I was old and fat. <laughs> uh, Sonny's going to be the judge in case you guys answer the same way. We normally have a we normally have an intro, but uh, we're we're limited on sound. So this week. This week's world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge will pit the maestro Jeremy Carp against Nebraska, Paul, Nebraska Pro Hall of Fame Donnie Dodge. In a few minutes, we're going to have three questions about a particular wrestling topic. Whenever you know the answer, shout out your answer. Tonight's challenge is AWA World Heavyweight Champions. I, I will give you information about three professional wrestlers that held the AWA World Heavyweight Championship. When you think you know the answer... Shout it out. Uh, first one, it's two out of three falls. So uh, let's go ahead and get this started. Question number one. Maestro, are you ready? <laughs> as ready as I'll ever be. Donnie, Donnie, are you ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, <what>? This <laughs> that's the confidence that we like to hear so. the rest of the talk about. <laughs> This professional wrestler and WWE Hall of Famer was the last AWA World Heavyweight Champion. After leaving the AWA, he moved on to wrestle in the NWA as a member of the Dangerous Alliance. He also spent time behind the microphone using the name The Living Legend. Name him. Oh, uh, Larry Zbysko. Jimmy Garvin. Oh, that no. is cor- that is correct, Donnie. I don't need I don't need Sonny on that one. So I only need Sonny if you guys are close. So yeah, and that All was right. not close. So <laughs> Donnie is up one fall to nothing. Jeremy, you got to get this one right so we can go on to the so you can we can get the third question. Let's go, baby. Hold it down for the podcast. All right, let's do this. Donnie, much love to you, buddy. But I need I need Maestro to get this. I want to see this thing continue. That's right. I got sorry, I, I, I got a lot of things underneath the ring. I can hit you in the face too. Oh. <laughs> I got this. I'm just going. <laughs> wow, it's gonna get violent up in here. This, this this professional wrestler and WWE Hall of Famer was a former AWA World Champion, known as the man who broke Bruno Sam, Sam Martino's neck with his lariat. This wrestler moved on to the NWA and won the Stan NWA- Hansen. That is correct, ladies and gentlemen. The winner of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge in a sweep is Donnie Dodge. Everybody, give it up for Donnie. Give it up for Donnie. Yeah. Right That's the ref. That's the ref raising my hand right there. <laughs> well, Donnie, it has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to to uh oh, thanks for having me to, to, coming on yeah this was great this was a great interview um i did see you said to my friend request on facebook so uh uh we're, we're we're good there so shout out all the information for the wrestling hall of fame yourself whatever you got twitter social media whatever let's 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 do this so we can get you some followers and and out to the wrestle talk podcast nation absolutely we're on twitter uh i believe it's a uh, nebraska nebraska wrestling um, uh, we, we're on Facebook. Uh, you can find all of our contact information at pro wrestling Um, we are, you go there, you can see every single class uh, that's been inducted. Uh, we're in the process of adding new pages every single day. Um, it, you can, you can go on there and you can learn stuff that you might not have known. Um, and then coming up the first week of March, we will be announcing our fourth member of the class. 
of 2022. We've got four left. So there's a total of seven. And we are really looking forward to getting the rest of this class out there um, because this this next one is going to be a uh, this one's going to be a surprise. This one is going to be a surprise. All I can say, it's national and just think pro wrestling magazines. Oh, you're super T super T you're, you're throwing out the super T's there. Super so. T's. Exactly. And I did see a picture where you teased it out and I, I was still trying to figure it out. So hopefully hope it be good. Whenever you get the information of whenever you're inducted and everybody will make sure we put it on the wrestle talk podcast, uh, social media, uh, please don't be a stranger. We'll, we'll have you back on sometime. Maybe I'd love to, maybe we'll yeah. talk about when we come back for another class or just talk about Nebraska wrestling. You know, we'll, we'll have you back on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Donnie. Before he goes, we have to say it. Donnie Dodge, thank you so much for your time tonight. And I, you have a great interview, man. Spectacular. One of my favorites. I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. You're very informative. I'm, I enjoyed all the stories. But we want to officially welcome you to the Wrestle Talk podcast family now, Donnie Dodge. It's my honor. Thank you very much. You guys ever have anybody cancel? Call me last minute. I'm in. All right. Thanks, Donnie. It's, been a, ple- it's been a pleasure. Have a, have a good rest of the evening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Well, man, wow. that was I'm exhausted. Wow, after that. that was what a, a, that oh, fantastic. We we had to go at least an hour. I mean, I don't I don't know how long we went. One of the most informative, passionate guys you could ever talk to, and you know, such a blessing to hear all the stories he had, and just how much love he has for professional wrestling i feel that maestro is probably in the background just going wow this is like really i can't i can't put this down you know i can't stop i was in the background listening and i was just immersed in all of it and you both also just absolutely killed it tonight thank you you you. guys really killed all three of you you uh rodell you as well and of course having donnie dodge on just the three of you tore the roof off the joint and so before, I loved it. before we go let's talk about some upcoming wrestling shows here in the uh our area we got we got a shout out to first celeb fest four in baltimore on yeah. may the 15th the wrestle talk podcast is going to be officially a part of celeb fest four we're going to have us a table hoss is going to be there uh Nightmare Nightmare Joe, as long as he doesn't get tasered again, will be there. And and, and may, maybe even if he does get tasered, he'll still if, show up. And maybe maybe we'll 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 have a raffle to see who wants to taser to taser uh Joe Lance. I mean, hey, let, we do that. We're gonna get video and we'll put it up on the website, yo. Because I, I need, but, and actually with the way what Russell what Celeb Fest Four is talking about with all these all these people coming in, they announced this earlier this week. They announced Kylie Ray and members of the Dark Order are gonna be there. The Hardy uh, Boys. The, the list goes on and on and the on. Hard, the Hardy Boys, the New Age Outlaws. Um, it they're 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 gonna. Ta- I I kind of want to go up and and be a part of the Russell Talk podcast uh, table. Chris, hang on. I, I just got word from Haas that they're actually at the table going to have a pin the tail on the Dick Douglas game. Oh, yes! Yes! That, I heard that um, it was a, <laughs> it was a bi-popular demand request from the fans. Nice. But no, so, I mean, Celebfest yeah. Celeb is, 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 is tearing it up. Uh, I know in Kansas City, we got the XWE show. 
uh, Heartbreak Brawl. It's going to be yeah. the, the Salina the Salina Fieldhouse. I hope I said is it Salina or Salina? Salina, you said it right. Okay. Salina. And they're going to do that special 50-50 for uh, Bubba Sutton. Um, yep. And they're and they're also are taking free will donations as well to help pay for the um, what happened to him uh, uh, yeah. up in the West Virginia area. This is. Applies to Joe, Joe and uh, Haas. WDWA is going to be at Custom Creations in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Um, so you want you if you're up in that area, check them out. Dynamo Pro Wrestling, Mardi Gras Mischief takes place at the Concordia Turner's Hall this Saturday night. Get your tickets at dynamoprowrestling.bigcartel.com. Um, and then the following Friday, we have another show at the Arnold Eagles Club, which is available at uh, tickets are available at Arnold arnoldwrestling.ticketleak.com it's gonna be a great time uh we got great championship matches scheduled uh so it's it's gonna be a great weekend for dynamo pro um are you heading to that xwe show this weekend money or do you got uh, uh, we'll have we'll have to see we'll have to see i know um i believe the night owl will be in the building correct me if i'm wrong there night owl but i believe night owl will be in the building for that uh fingers crossed if everything goes good here in money mayo's world I'm going to be in Salina, not only to check out a great wrestling show, but to do what I can to donate to Bubba Sutton's family, to Howard Alden's family. Um, we only not only lost him, we also lost his uh, fabulous son, KJ. Only and two. I believe the same thing happened to uh, Rodeo Ron, too. I believe he was in a car accident, too, as well, and lost his yeah. son, too. And not too familiar with him, but still just another tragedy. I've heard nothing good th- but great things about him. So, um, you, hey, man, life is too short. And, you know, just live it every day, love it every day, and try to do the best you can out here. And do also, so. and Jer- Jeremy, uh, you have a podcast going tomorrow, R- Roundabout Sports. Go, You want to go ahead and uh, give everyone the information about that? Yeah, that is very correct. We have uh, Roundabout Sports every Wednesday, unless otherwise stated, at 7.30 Central Standard Time. Tomorrow night's guest is uh, NFL legend and big-time philanthropist, Tayoka Jackson. Looking forward to it. Been friends with him many years. Haven't gotten the chance yet to get that interview, that one interview I've always wanted to. Like, and finally I was able to get the chance. I'm really excited for this. It's going to be a dream come true. Once you all be a part of that dream, tune in tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. I'm excited for you, Maestro. That's going to be massive, bro. Massive. Hey, shout out to Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. What a great night talking wrestling. ProWrestlingNebraska.com, Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Shout out one more time to our guest this evening, Donnie Dodge, man. And, and, and Maestro, I, I want to come on your podcast one time. Maybe we'll, maybe as we get closer to the playoffs, maybe we'll have a little hockey discussion. I know Sonny wants to be on I was there. About about say, both of you guys are going to be yeah, on there. I, right? I know. Sonny wants to be on there talk about the NFL draft. He's, Sonny said that he's going to predict the, the, the first round of the NFL draft. That we are going to do. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. You're going to catch a freaking Masato Tanaka. <laughs> I said I'm going to correctly call 20 out of the 32 picks of the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. I'm saying it officially here on Russell Talk Podcast. I said it on my All right. You trying to wager something for that money? We will come up with something by next week's Russell Talk Podcast. (laughs) We will reveal it, okay? All right. Come up with something, but. 
Twenty out of the thirty-two. Twenty out of the thirty-two. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's there, there's always going to be a surprise that someone slips. I mean, yeah, you know, Johnny Knoxville might come in. <laughs> time of the year in April, two of my favorite things: it's the NFL draft. Yes. And WrestleMania. WrestleMania. And we have to give a shout out to our boys at Kincaid because the rumor on the streets is that we're going to be having a WrestleMania. Wrestle Talk podcast watch party at Kincaid at Oak Park Mall. Yo, do not <laughs> miss it. It's one of the best places in all of the greater Kansas City area to go clomerate with other wrestling fans, play arcade games, play old school arcade games, eat good, drink good, laugh, have great times, and watch WrestleMania on a big giant TV screen. So we'll be dropping more information on that on the future episodes once it gets a little bit closer to Mania. But look out for that. Wrestle Talk podcast, uh, WrestleMania, Kincaid Arcade, Oak Park Mall, Kansas City, baby. Uh, man, it, sound, it sounds great. So I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, well, yeah. we, well we, we, we didn't get to a lot. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. We gotta do it one last time, fellas. Oh, spot! We gotta get the sponsors. I've had them down here. No, fine. For... I'm glad, but you know what? I got my Sam. Listen, I got my blind friend Jerry who sits in the back of the McDonald's with the free Wi-Fi. He, he he's listening to the show, so he can't see those maestro. So one more time for our great sponsors: Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, my boy Bwa Esports Bar, KC. Interstate 70 Sports Media. Shout out to you, Jeremy. My boy Dewan at Royals Mills Transportation. Painter's Dream Productions. Rathburn Engraving. Those are great cups there. Uh, Meet Fiesta KC. Nobles Men's Barber Lounge. KCMO. You got to ask for Pete the Barber. You, You have to do it. And all of the men, women, boys, girls, competitors and the FWWC. You guys keep holding it down over there. And who knows? Maybe one day Mafia Money Mayo might show up and get a match. Maybe, maybe not. But that's for a different time, different Facebook page. Here we're about face. Here, I'm sorry. Here we're about pro wrestling. So uh, that, that's awesome. It's been a great show. Yes. And I would be remiss if with having the maestro on here. Um, maestro is a word word wordsmith so let's let's let maestro end the show and give us give us a final thought of the whole of the whole show absolutely all right well first i have to i have to do it at the bottom of the screen i've put up the national suicide prevention hotline um this was a choice i had made to hardcore hoss um a few months ago to put up there and to put it at the end of every show i put it up at the end of every episode around about sports as well it's 24-7, 365, 366 on a leap year. No, you're never alone. There's always someone out there who loves you. Um, big shout-out to Donnie Dodge being on tonight. He did a phenomenal job just pouring his heart and soul into professional wrestling. A big shout-out to Mon- Sonny Money Mayo right over here. To big, sexy Chris Rodell. And I'm going to give another shout-out right now because I think it's a guy who – if there was an award for most underrated, he'd be getting this award. And that's Luke Skywalker Roberts. Dear friend, for so many years, I'm, I'm put, just going to say put, it. And he's putting up with so much right now. He um, is. There's a so, lot going on. And if it was not for him, none of us, three none of us of, wouldn't be here. Uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. I, know I that. definitely wouldn't. I would not be because I would not be a part of Wrestle Talk. 
because he's the one that got the connection with Renee, with Joe and Renee for me. And, you know, he's been, been my rock and my confidant, my best friend with this. Um, yep. And I know, uh, Sonny, he's definitely impacted you a lot as well with Russell Talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every he's time I in- see him, even though we're four hours away, every time I get to see him in person, I make sure I give him a big hug. I don't care what I'm doing, who I'm in the middle of talking to. I got enough respect for that man to drop everything I'm doing, go up to him and give him a big, massive hug. I'm lucky to consider him a friend. Awesome. He's been yes. in the business for well over 35 years. And yep. People you don't people don't hear as much about him, but he should be in so many different Hall of Fames. He should have so many different recognitions, and I hope this is just a little does a, just a little bit to make it known how much I plan on having him on March second on Roundabout Sports, and I know he's just gonna have so much to talk about. Both of us will. Yep. Um. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, he's Sunny Money Mayo. He's Big Sexy Chris Rodell. I'm the maestro, and always remember that life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. God bless, and good night.